yeah, when I first started, I, I had no clue this such thing as like building your own business on the internet. Well, at first, I went actually went to the, I go through the traditional education system where I went after high school and I went to university to study business. So I double major in entrepreneurship and marketing. And my whole goal of going into studying entrepreneurship is to eventually one day be my own boss to start my own business. And but one thing in my last year of school, I realized that the stuff I was learning in school was preparing me to be an employee, not an employer. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome to the Money Talkers Podcast with Cody Laughlin. I have a guest today named David Dang. He has built an Instagram page called at Entrepreneurship Facts to over 1.5 million uh, subscribers completely from scratch. Uh, he now runs an Instagram marketing agency where he helps entrepreneurs build a personal brand and an audience to help them establish authority and generate leads for their business through Instagram. Um, his audience uh, connects with him and has been able to open up doors for him to meet with some of the world's greatest marketers, including Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, and Russell Brunson. And so today I want to say welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Hey, man, I'm excited to talk to you because you've done something that I think a lot of people have uh, wanted to do and haven't really done in an organic style. But what do you think your number one secret has been to build such a big audience on Instagram? Um, honestly, the number one secret is really just creating good content and co be consistent. So that's, I guess the consistent part is the hardest part for most people where I post every single day. I don't think I've ever missed a single day on posting on Instagram in the last three years, four years. So consistent. Wow. I think that's, that's the key. I've been posting every single day, literally for, for the last four years. <laughs> Is that something you schedule out or is it something you get? No, I, I do it manually. Really? So I, I still do it manually myself. I mean, and it doesn't take long. It's really, if you have the content pre-made already in bulk, yeah. it takes two minutes a day to do the posting, right? And so um, by doing that, I think that one of the major problems that a lot of people find when they're trying to become an online entrepreneur is that you have to have traffic in an audience. And so you've built that. And so you went, you went instead of going business first to build an audience first, right? Yeah. So and yeah, I guess that's, that's the difference. Uh, well, let me go back to my origin story on how I get started with, with all of these. Yeah, tell me how you got here. I think a lot of yeah. people are going to be open to this. And the reason I, I think for money talkers, it's really important is that um, a lot of people don't know that you can build a business this way. It's yeah. kind of a new thing. And I you've got a lot of people who are, you know, 
Instagram uh, entrepreneurs, but they're not, you know, you kind of feel like, really, are you, you know, but you've actually done this. So I want to kind of start from the beginning with you. So how did you get started doing this? Yeah, when I first started, I, I had no clue this such thing as like building your own business on the internet. Well, at first, I went, actually went to, the, I go through the traditional education system where I went after high school and I went to university to study business. So I double major in entrepreneurship and marketing. And my whole goal of going into studying entrepreneurship is to eventually one day be my own boss, to start my own business. And, but one thing in my last year of school, I realized that the stuff I was learning in school was preparing me to be an employee, not an employer. So I didn't feel I was ready. And I was only a year away from graduating. I know that I don't want to get a job, but the best thing I could think of by the time we graduate is to get a job somewhere and you know doing marketing or some typical job that a business student would would get but i didn't want to do that i know i want to build my own business to be my own boss but the problem was i didn't know what business to start and again i didn't feel i was ready i didn't feel like i know enough about business to start a business and like most kids nowadays i went on google i searched how to start a business online how to build a business on the internet. And I remember I tumbled upon a podcast where the guy was talking about how he built his business to multiple six figures entirely based off his Instagram audience. So that's when I guess it fir my first aha moment where I realized, okay, well, doesn't matter what business I build, I need a way to get my message out to my target customers. Because you could have a great product, but if nobody knows that you exist, then nobody's going to buy from you, right? And back then, I didn't have a business idea. I didn't have a product. I didn't have a service. I didn't have anything to sell. But I realized that I need an audience. I need a way to get my message out. So, okay, I thought to myself, why not just build an audience first? And then I can figure out the business part later. Whatever I sell, I, I'm sure I can figure out later. So I just focus on building an audience. And because the guy in the podcast, he built it on Instagram. Well, I built my own Instagram. Like I heard about Instagram before, but I never used it myself. Like my friends were using it, but I never used Instagram. I didn't even have an account. So I said on that day, I decided to build an account, drop up some ideas on what my, my account would be about. And well, my passion is about business, personal development, mindset, motivation and stuff so i build my my instagram page around those things that i'm passionate that i enjoy about and yes yeah, just from there i just start creating content the stuff that i'm already interested in just learn new things and share with my, with my audience and then fast forward until now about four years it's been four, about four years now since i created the account and yeah my account is at 1.5 million followers so i hope that answers some of your question about myself. No, it does. And I think that it's, um, I think it's amazing because actually, I think I heard you on a podcast and I want to say it was over the summer or later last year. And it was only like, it was still at like 800,000, right? Yeah. And so it's nearly doubled in like whatever it is, eight months, nine months or whatever it is. And still just, just rolling through by providing content. And yeah, uh, here's the cool thing though. In my first year of building the page, it took me one year to went from zero to 10,000 followers. Yeah. It took the entire year, like my entire first year. It's actually what's a little over a year to get to 10,000. To to 10, 
But the cool thing is that in my second year, I went from 10,000 to 100,000. Mm. And then on my third year, I went from 100,000 to a million. Wow. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure in my four year, I'm not going to 10x again. I'm not going to hit 10 million. <laughs> Definitely not. But I mean, that's, that's pretty much the, the, like the, the growth rate. I think it's fascinating that you went to school for entrepreneurship and you said something in there like, but I had no idea how to open a business. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, I, that's what I feel in my last year of school. I was like, I was excited. I'm like, yeah, one more year. I have finally done with school and finally I can be my own boss, start my own business. But then when it tried to, cause I guess I, I like to look into the future. I like to see, okay, what do I, where do I want to be in the next five, 10 years or even 20 years? And then in that, I remember in that last year, I thought, okay, next year I'm going to graduate. What will I do? Am I going to start my own business? What are my options? And then the best case scenario, the best thing I could think of with the information I had back then was to get a job. And I know that's something I don't want to do, but I just didn't feel like I was equipped with enough knowledge and skill from what I was learning in school to really start a business on my own. That, that was the problem I had back then. Yeah. That's really funny because I was a finance major and my first job was as a mortgage broker and I didn't know what a mortgage was. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think it's, uh, I, I think that it's kind of a funny thing to like, you, even though you knew you're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur and you went to school for entrepreneurship that it came up. So it's, um, uh, it just, it kind of is an indicative of what we learn in school. Right. And so, um, it's a lot of people too, like they would come out and I would tell people, uh, that would come work for me as a mortgage broker. And you know, they say, Oh, I went to school to be a mortgage broker. I'm like, you talking about the test you just passed. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you don't know anything, <laughs> you know? And it's almost that way in the entrepreneurial world where it's, uh, you've, you've done a, you, you actually figured out something that most people don't decide till later in life, which is like the traffic, and the amount of eyeballs that you can put onto a product is equally, if not more important than the product itself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Because ideally you want to have a great product and great marketing to get people to buy it, right? But in the, that's the ideal word. But in most cases, you rather have, I would rather have, well, if I have to choose between one, I'd rather have great marketing and a decent and okay product doesn't have to be the best but I want the best marketing Yeah. because you can have the best product in the world, but if you suck at marketing, you're not going to be able to sell it. And there are tons of companies out there who has great product, but they didn't know how to get the product out there to the market. Then they end up fail because they, they couldn't, they couldn't find the customers, but there are tons of companies who has just a decent product. Now is it acceptable, but is it brilliant at marketing and they just turned it into something huge. Well, I think in that point too, you can always improve the product, right? Yeah, so, you know, exactly. If you have, if you have business and you have sales and things, you can always update and improve. Exactly. The it's yeah. but if you have a wonderful product and nobody to buy it, you end up in the point of you run out of cash. Yeah, yeah. You just, the business goes away. There's no yeah. business to go to improve. Yeah. And so, well, I, uh, so, um, you know, you're, you're a young guy and I thought it would be really important kind of in this audience for being able to talk about, what are the, some of the ways that you've been able to monetize using an Instagram account? Um, that, that, well, there are lots of ways to monetize it. The key thing is really to have an audience that share the same interest, right? So I guess one of the way I monetize this is I do affiliate marketing. It essentially means that I sell other people's product instead of selling my own product. 
I say our people products, whether it's a, a training, a course, coaching program, or a service, or whatever product that they have. And I feel that their product provide value to my audience and there's a, a fit there, then I would I would promote it to my audience, say, hey, this guy has a great training or has a great product, you should check it out and then I get paid a commission if any of my audience decide to purchase. And another way is you can also, like to say, sell your own product. If you have your own product, you can sell it to them, your own service, coaching, training. So, and another way also is pretty much you sell promotion instead of doing it affiliate marketing essentially you get a commission for promoting somebody's product right but then a, a different way of doing that is you get a pay a fixed rate to promote something you don't get a commission they just pay you here's a fixed amount of dollars so i want you to promote it for this here are the requirements these are the things you need to do to, to promote my thing and yeah so those are the, the main ways of the, doing it there, there's other ways as well but those are the, the main ways to monetize an audience and that's pretty cool because it's almost um, in the fact of, I think the way to think about it is, you know, in 20 years ago, the only way to put your product in front of eyeballs was basically uh, to buy TV ads and, yeah. you know, through one big TV thing. And it kind of squashed out a lot of the little guys because you had to have a budget to build, you know, uh, commercials and run enough TV ads, you know, to get to 1.5 million eyeballs with pretty pretty hefty you know ad spend and then with no no ROI tracking you know no 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 knowing whether or not that the second they ran those ads you saw a boost in in sales but with internet marketing you've almost leveled the playing field where you know any I, I mean I've seen TV statistics because we used to buy them but like mm -hmm. to pull together somebody that says oh I have a 1.5 million dollar audience or 1.5 person audience like that's a pretty good size, like uh, I think they call them uh, MMAs or CMAs. Um, and so that's a market audience and you're now the TV station. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. One thing I, I, I love about the internet is the, like the, well, the biggest innovation in the last hundred years, I would say probably the internet. That's probably the, the best thing that could ever happen. It yeah. Helps like for entrepreneurs, if you talk specifically for entrepreneurs, that's probably the best thing that could ever happen because it's lowered the barrier to entry for so many different type of businesses. Because before, if you want to start a business, a traditional brick and mortar business, you need like a fortune really to, to get something started, right? But now with internet, if you have an idea, you can quickly just use the internet to validate it. And also, like you mentioned earlier, for marketing, it will cost you a fortune for TV ads and it's really hard to keep track of all the data, right? Now with internet, you can literally test an ad copy, a creative, or something that you have. Just an idea for like 20 bucks and, you know, have a spend 20 bucks on Facebook ads and test out whether or not people want to buy your products before you even build it. So that's something that's really cool. And that's not like, if you talk about 20, 30 years ago, it's, it's unheard of, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I, I, uh, I had someone ask me recently, like, well, man, we, we were in some really tough times and, you know, everything's, you know, do you watch the news? Everything's bad. And I said, man, I, I really try not to watch the news and I really don't see that. I see more opportunity than I've ever seen in the history of the world. Yeah. You know, and I think it's really like what the lenses that you're looking through to see those things. And I think that's really cool that you were able to build the audience and, um, 
you know, build the business around after building the audience, really. And so um, I kind of mentioned in the intro, um, you know, you, you've been able to be around some of the world's, you know, biggest marketers, which is, you know, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and uh, Russell Brunson. Like, what were some of those experiences like? Um, it's, well, it's, it's really, it's probably one of the best thing ever. Because well, to be, I, I truly believe that you're, you're the average of the people that you associate, you hang out with, right? And that's the reason why I always try to, to connect with people who are higher than me, to learn from them, to pretty much just learn from the mistake, the wins, and better, so better to better myself. So yeah, uh, I had the opportunity to partner with those guys on a launch that they had a couple months ago. And actually, what well, they, they did the first launch was last year, and then a couple months ago, they did another launch. And yeah, I ended up doing pretty decent because of my audience, thanks to them. So I was able to invite, I got an invitation to a party, a private party with those guys, got to talk to them for a bit. And yeah, it was re really, really cool. I learned a lot through the entire process from how professional the team are. I pretty much learned a lot about marketing and sales and how to do a proper product launch on the internet definitely learn a lot from those guys what so what was a big takeaway from maybe tony robbins um well tony robbins he's definitely like he, he he's the the master of mindset like he's probably the number one in the world right now in terms of mindset and business coach motivation so um big i guess from all of them the biggest takeaway is when, when, wherever you launch something, you have to do with like ethic, you have to do with integrity. You need to have a good product first, right? So whatever you sell, you need to build a good product. And then the second part is you need good marketing. You need to get the words out there. So they know, they already have a good, a good team themselves. They have great reach already, but they want to reach more people. So like they, they build a big team, like they get a bunch of people who has an audience, to help promote their product for them. So I thought that's that's really brilliant because it's helped them amplify the reach to a lot more than if they were to do it themselves. So they got almost half a million people registered for, for a live event that they, they were hosting. So, which is- That's boggling. <laughs> that's like, yeah, yeah. Ha like almost half a million people registered for the live event training that they host which is yeah it's really cool and, and you know what i think in, in part of that and in, if some of the audience is affiliate uh isn't aware of affiliate marketing so um it would be the idea of like you you're, you're selling their product so they have a product that's basically a knowledge-based product and it's training and it's a year-long course and all this stuff mm -hmm. and then i think uh let's say it was if they're charging a thousand dollars and generally in an affiliate, you'll have an, a portion of that. So you don't have to do the training. You don't have to do the, um, build all the computer systems or shoot all the video or have all the concepts or the 40 or between those guys. I don't even know, like hunt, like, a, I don't know what Tony, they're doing billions of dollars a year in sales. So like they're taking this knowledge and bringing it to the forefront. And for you, you've built the audience. And so you don't even have to build the product at all. You really yes. are just sharing a product that you know your audience could benefit from. And when they buy, you collect a commission out of that and 40, 50, 60% or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a much different uh, concept than even probably 10, 12, 15 years ago. 
this was such a small market in affiliate marketing. And now I think it's, uh, you know, it's been such an explosion because again, they're not going to, you know, uh, NBC or ABC. They're coming to David and saying, Hey, you have an audience. Does your audience meet up with our product? And they're leveraging that. And so for a lot of business people in the past, it's like, well, I don't want to share commissions with you because I want a hundred percent of it. But if you don't get the person in the first place, then you're only getting 50% of, you know, it's better to get 50% of something than a hundred percent of nothing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that that's, that's a new playing field that the it's kind of emerged in, in recent times as being able to do something like that, where now they're leveraging your, your David is now NBC, right? <laughs> you're, you're ABC. Like you're, you're, they're going to you and not buying TV commercials. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really an amazing thing. And then you're, you're bought in too, because you want to help your audience and, and put their eyeballs on it as well, because now you're kind of partners in, in the deals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool concept. And, um, uh, have you, um, like you, you, I know that you didn't start off to become that, right? That's what we kind of talked about earlier because we were kind of like, well, I'm kind of lost in the sea. So how did you go from, okay, I'm going to build this audience to figuring out like what you're running your business in today? Like was, what were the, did you have some, some steps along the way or some fallbacks or? Um, I guess, I don't know if there's any fallback. It's really, is it a learning process for me? Cause I walked into it with the mindset of like, I didn't feel like I know enough about business. So to me, it's more like extended education. Instead of learning it in school, I'm learning it myself on the internet. That was my mindset walking into this. So I pre-missed Google how to, so after listening to the podcast about the guy who built a business on Instagram, I pre-missed Google on how to build an audience on Instagram, how to create good content, how the Instagram algorithm works and how to create viral content, how to come up with good captions. So to, learn all those stuff by myself right with google so that was my mindset so i just learn as i go whenever i face a problem okay now i know how to create content how do we get more people to see my content then i learned that step and then once i learned it and then okay now i have people to see my content how do i get them to actually follow me and then to, to move on from step one two three and then if, okay and then okay now i have an audience how do i monetize it so i just figure out all the pieces one by one so I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say there's any really any fallback. It's just to me, I'm just in a learning process where I just try to figure out the next piece one by one. That's fantastic, man. Because that's uh, you know, I some people will classify things as failures or fallbacks and those kind of things, but like it really is just a learning, you know. And I think it's amazing that you went out and self-taught yourself on because the information is available. Yeah. And it, it's out there, you know, and, and it's, it's out there for you to go get, for you to go build. And you took the initiative to go do that. And so where do you think that drive comes from? Um, that drive, I think actually is it come, come deep. Well, I guess for everybody to do anything that the first thing to me, when I determine whether or not someone's going to be able to succeed in something that they say going to do is based on the answers on the why they do it. And for me, I guess the drive coming from, well, it's, I guess it's it, it a little bit personal, but I immigrated here with my parents and my, oh, to be honest, my parents didn't have a lot of money. We, like, we wasn't like poor, but we just didn't, I was never grow up with a lot of money. And I see it, there's a lot of problems with, with money. If you like, w- without money, it can cause a lot of 
problems. And it's just much better to, to be financially free, to live the life that you want. It can give you so much more flexibility and freedom, right? And to me, the answers to solve that problem is to start business. Because in my thoughts, like, yes, when, you're, when you run your own business, you have control of when you work, where you work, and your income potential is unlimited. So that was my answer to solve that problem. So that's why I decided to go to business, right? And yeah, that, the drive is really just to be financial, financially free and to live the life that I want. And yeah, I, that's, that's my deeper motivation on why I do what I do. And then eventually the next step is, okay, once I, I reach that, okay, now I start thinking about how do I create more, create more impact, provide more value, and you know, do something positive to the society. So that's, that's, I guess when, yeah, whenever I do something, like whenever you do something that look at deep, understand of why you do it, it's, it's giving you a like, it will be something that draw you forward, give you a reason to do something. And because people who just want it simply just, okay, I just want the money to buy something, to buy a nice car so I can impress other people. I don't think that's a good motivation because it's not gonna, it's not gonna be enough to get you do something my drive was I just want to be financially free so I don't have to face the same problems that my parents used to face. And that, that was my drive. And I want to be financially free so I can do things my way, on my own way. I don't need to impress anybody. I just want the freedom for myself. So that's, I think that's a better drive than I just want the money to impress other people. That is literally the reason I started Money Talkers. <laughs> All right. Not for me. <laughs> I, I've been through my struggles and been through my things. And one of the things that I want to help kids earlier and earlier learn uh, is personal finance, entrepreneurship, successful mindsets. And the reasons I like them to learn those things. Uh, for me, I didn't, I, I didn't, and I ended up so far in the hole that I had, I was forced to learn them, you know, and in my mind, if you could get to be financially free, the things you can do from a position of strength. And what I mean by that is financially strength, right. And where you can make the decisions that are right and you can solve problems that you can go out to make and make the world a better place. And I think it's a super impactful way to look at things that if you're, if you've educated yourself and you've gone out and done those things, that if you don't have the baggage, you have the ability to go out and take the risk and to be able to go out and, and have an impact in the world. And I, I just was smiling. We're on a podcast, but I was just sitting here smiling, listening to you because I felt like you were reading it back to me in my head because it was just amazing, man. Because that's why I, I literally feel the exact same way about my mission to help parents and help uh, have these conversations earlier in life because you said it exactly. Now you can go out and have an imp a positive impact on the world by being financially free to make to go solve problems that need help. Nonetheless, just to make a dollar so it goes back out to your debtors, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the one thing I, I don't understand, I, I don't see why the school system, they don't teach this at all. Like that's something like, they don't even talk about, you know, financial literacy, how to budget your money, 
how to like really just how to be financially free. They teach about sure science, math, those things are great, and, and yeah, kids should definitely learn it. But one thing is, I don't see why they they wouldn't teach financial literacy. Those like, I never learned any of these. The stuff that to me I found that's really crucial and very important in like in my life. These things like mindset. Mo understand motivation and then like financial literacy understand how money works these things are extremely important for anybody like anybody should know these things but they, i don't see like i don't understand why the school system they doesn't they don't teach it so yeah. that is, it wasn't designed for that yeah because the barriers were there you know when they designed the curriculums to the school system they were to produce workers and it was very, if the barriers are, you know, have come down in the last 10 years, think about how far the barriers were 80 years ago and we haven't updated it. And so yeah. uh, it's not too, it's, it, they, you know, it's not been there to, to put into the curriculum. But for me, like you said, you went out and got the information. My ultimate goal would be if we brought these things into the school system, that's a big glacier to move, right? But if I've got parents that want that no, and I've never met somebody that was like, I I got taught this stuff in school, or I'm glad someone didn't teach me this, right? Like everybody knows we should, but it's the people that take the initiative, initiative and the action and go out there and get it, are going to be the people that uh, will gravitate towards the successful side of things faster. And if we can introduce it earlier, then I think that the the uh, you know, the faster you get the concept, the more time you have to build it, right? And so if you don't learn this until you're 35, a lot of times, man, it's a real hard thing to break away, right? Because you've got mortgages and kids and it's, it's you've got credit card debt and you've got family to consider. Yeah. You can't take the risk that you need, you know, that, that you maybe need to take to do these things unless you've been very disciplined, which is, you know, if you've ever been taught it, you don't know why you need to do those things. But if you pick it up at an earlier, earlier and earlier age, and open your eyes to it, you know, then you have a long runway to go ahead and take the risks. And especially if you're coming from a financial position that you understand finances and you have that drive, it's just, for me, I think that the, it's like compound interest. It's going to explode over time. Yeah. You know, it was like you yeah. talked about with your audience. You yeah. Know? I'm like, I'm so glad I learned these things at an early age. Like it's, it's all happens is, by an accident. Now, to, to be honest, like back then in, in my teenager age, I, I, I hate books. I, I don't read books at all. I guess most kids like that, like don't read books at all. But one thing I like to do before I go to bed, I, I like to listen to something so that I can easily fall asleep. And then, yeah, with my iPad, back then I had like a, one of the very first iPod touch. So I just download an app, an audio book app. And one of, yeah, like one of the book was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, I'm yeah. sure anybody who, who know about financial literacy and stuff, they, they have read that book from Rich Dad Poor Dad. And yeah, uh, like out of all the people I interview, that book comes up more than anything. And it's mine, <laughs> it's for me too, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's, it's the, I think that book has saved a lot of people lives, make a lot of people like lives much better. Yeah. Because like you said earlier, if, if they don't learn this from an early age, because like the cycle, like I guess what it, what, what the book call it the rat race, where first you get out of high school, you get into a ton of debt for college, right? And then by the time you finish co college, 
you still have a, the debt that you haven't paid yet, but now you, when you get a job, first thing you need is a car. So now you get more debt to buy a new car. And after you work for a few years, before you even pay off the debt for your car and, and your college debt, now you're gonna have a family. So guess what? You're gonna buy a new house. So now you get into more debt. And then by the, a few years later, you have kids, and then well, the debt just keep stacking up. And, it's just a never ending cycle. You work, you get your paycheck, you pay off your debt, and now you buy, and then you buy a bunch of other stuff to get in more debt, and then you work again to get your paycheck, and then it's just keep repeating. That's like you never, you never can really get out of the rat race. So it's better to learn this early, and I'm so happy that I, I learned it early. So I, I, didn't, I didn't have to get any debt to finish my, my college degree, university degree, and yeah, I'm happy to, like I'm, I'm so bad at learning early. It's so funny. I, I didn't read any books either, and that was literally the, like the first book I read. Some guy, a guy, gave it to me that I knew that I just happened to meet on chance, and he was on a stock brokerage and all this stuff. And he just walked out to his car and he came back in and he handed me the book while I was working. And I was like, I was like, ah. he's like, will you read? It? I was like, nah, I probably won't. And he was like, this is the one book you're gonna read. And I got into that thing, and I was like. I felt like somebody had just taken the goggles off of me or I saw the world totally different, you know? And I, said, I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, after I read that book, I, I look at money completely different, like in, in a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It comes up constantly. It's really, it's really amazing uh, how many people's lives it's changed to get into the financial freedom, you know? And yeah. so listen, David, I really appreciate your time. Um, uh, I want to thank you for coming on to the money talkers. Um, if the audience wants to find out more about what you're doing now, um, where should they come find you? So I guess Instagram would be the best place to find out more about me and the two places you can find out. So first one is entrepreneurship facts. That's the page where I share about stuff about business, entrepreneurship, mindset and stuff. But if you want to know more specific about what I do for my business, where I share, I talk about business business marketing and the stuff that i do day to day then you can follow me on instagram as well i am david dang david and then my last name d-a-n-g i am david dang on instagram so yeah those are the two places that you can find out more about me awesome well come uh get stay tuned for the high impact series i'm gonna keep david for a few more minutes and we're gonna get into that so i want to say thanks again man and i appreciate you taking the time to spend time with the money talkers yeah no problem my pleasure i had a, a lot of fun Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kid's financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker.